Welcome to the MS Gym Podcast, where we give you the tools to live life by design, not by diagnosis. I'm your host, Brooke Slick, and here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the second episode of our interview with actress Jamie Lynn Sigler. In this episode, we pick up where we left off when I asked Jamie if she'd experienced a postpartum relapse of her MS. We also discuss Jamie's MS mom guilt and how she makes vacationing with young children easier. Also in this episode, she shares her experience with Coach Trevor and the hope that his advice has given her. We finish out this intriguing interview by touching on Jamie's diet choices, as well as what and how she uses cannabis for spasticity. You're not going to want to miss this. Moving on to, you mentioned your family. I definitely want to talk about your kids. You have two young boys. Mm-hmm. They are four and your older mm-hmm. one will be nine on Sunday. Oh, adorable. Now, a lot of women who have MS during a pregnancy, they ha- they're relieved of a- their symptoms. It's yeah. just, it's a hormonal thing. They don't know exactly what there are studies about it in Europe. Like I think last year, the year before, did you experience that? And then unfortunately afterwards a lot of women have a relapse right did you before you became pregnant did you know about all that yes did you experience it and Uh, yeah I I had known like I was told I think when I was like originally diagnosed I remember my old neurologist saying you know there you know but you can have babies you can get you know he was trying to tell me that this wasn't like a death sentence like you can live a very long healthy full life you'll have children in fact when you're pregnant you know most women go into a bit of remission um so i did know about it my first pregnancy so for me a, a lot of my symptoms other than like bladder issues were never relapse remitting it was always like just kind of like this really slow progression uh-huh. So it, it was hard for me to necessarily feel like I was in remission from it, but I did feel a lot of energy, more energy than usual. Like I remember walking up and down the hill with my taking my dog for a walk every day. Like I felt great. I really I was one of those weird people that really enjoyed being pregnant. Yeah. Um, I, I just it was a really nice time for me. The second time around. Maybe not as much. Um, I think I was also taking care of a toddler at the time, so it was different. I was also older. I think the disease had progressed a little bit more. Um, I didn't necessarily have any expectations, so I wasn't like massively disappointed, but um, it wasn't, I didn't feel any relief the second time around. Post baby, um, both times, I mean, hormonally was like a mess for me, like postpartum depression up the wazoo issues with nursing all all, but that's like normal mom stuff you know like every mom you know a lot of women feel this um, post baby um i think the way it's like really limited me as since becoming a mom is just like the things i can and can't do with my kids right and my older one you know, I think I had a little bit more ability with him when he was younger versus the my second one's life. But you know, he's no—he's never known me any other way, and he's right. so compassionate and helpful and wonderful. Um, and you know, we fought. I, I've—I think I have had 
sadness about having to hand them off to do activities with other people when I want to. Absolutely. I want to be the one to run with him on the beach. I want to be the one to carry him when he's hurt. I want to be the one to take him on a hike, things like that, that I can't. And it, and it breaks my heart every time, but I, at the same time, I don't want to limit his life because of my own limitations. Right. Right now I'm dealing with my four-year-old who is, he's just trying to understand. So like, for instance, the other day we were driving the car and he was like, mama, Cash's mommy can run. And I said, oh, she can. He goes, yeah, I saw her run across the street. Why can't you? I know. And I'm, you know, it's just, he's not upset or mad. It's just an observation and it breaks my heart. Right. You know, and, you know, and every time he'll say like, why are you going to the doctor again? I'm like, well, you know, my answer is always like, mommy's trying to get better. Mommy would love to try to run with you one day. And so I'll come back from a doctor's appointment. He'll be like, can you run now? Oh, <laughs> I know, crazy. but it's so, I think it's, it is, it is, it's heartbreaking, but you know, I try not to focus too long on what I can't do. And I try to focus on what I can. And I know I am the best mom I can be to them. I am emotionally available in any moment that they need. I, I, you know, I I have mom guilt at times where, you know, there's days that I'm not feeling great or I'm physically struggling. And then my patience is more thin, you know, like, like sometimes I'll sit and wonder like, would I have been better in that situation if I wasn't physically struggling, which exactly. is is like the only time I get angry, I think about it or like resentful about it because I feel like I could have made a better choice if I wasn't dealing with this right now. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, like I completely understand. Yeah. I question myself as well with my granddaughter. And it, it sounds like you, my husband is a great partner in that. He, he knows that I, the exact same way you do when she wants to run, she wants me to play soccer with her. Come on, play soccer. I can't play soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, but my husband can. So he, right. he's always filling in the gap. But, but something that he does that's always surprises me, because it's not like I say, make sure that you, you know, pump her up about me too. Right. I, I never say that to him, but just on a rare moment, he'll be like, Oh, you know, Gigi made that for you. She made that specially be- for you before you woke up today or just little gaps that he fills, making sure while he's doing this fantastic thing with her that she's like, oh, I love you, Pappy. This is so fun. This is, he'll be like, well, Gigi did this for you. And oh. you know, he always makes sure to bring up yeah. whatever I had done. And it sounds like you have a fantastic partner in, in your I do. He does similar things for sure. Like, like your husband, he does. He, he, and you know, I'll, I'll find like even my kids because they'll pick up and they'll hear things that he says, like every once in a while, if we're out and about and walking around, like my older son will look at me and be like, you just walked really good, mom. Like they just, they've become, you know, they're very aware they pick up. And if anything, you know, I'll notice like my kids friends, or if I go to school and I bring my walking stick out with me, if it's hot or if I have more distance to walk, like kids stare, it's different. They're not used to seeing that. And it's, I totally get it. But my kids, like whenever we're out, if they ever see anybody that's in a wheelchair or has a cane or anything, like they don't, 
think twice. Like it's just, they yeah. don't, it's not judge, but they just, they're not shocked by it. They don't think about it. If anything, they're just more conscious of, of other people and differences. And so I try to look at like the gifts that it could be giving them um, as opposed to like the things that it's taking away. Absolutely. I do the same thing. If, even if we're watching TV, even cartoons now incorporate people in yeah. wheelchairs. I yeah. love it. Yeah. And I always say to live, I'm like, see, oh, they have a wheelchair. Look how cool that is. Mm -hmm. You know, she can do whatever too. Or, you know, I always make it like it's a positive thing. I think, you know, I was driving my son to school the other day and I was looking at all the kids playing in the playground and I just was thinking, I was, you know, what I have to deal with now where I have to like extract myself from certain situations that I physically couldn't do that I want to do. Like whether my girlfriends are like, we're all going to this flea market on Sunday morning. Do you want to come? And I'm like, yeah, I do. But I just know that I, it's, I can't walk the whole thing. It's going to be yeah. too hard. And I don't want to slow anyone down. I cannot imagine what it must be like for a child, you know, to have to feel like so different and not part of something or not be able to do what they're seeing other kids do like as an adult like it still sucks but like you can talk your way through it emotionally and everything and it's just it's like we talked about it's just given me so much more compassion and perspective but seeing hearing things like you know what we were talking about too about more representation and film and television so that we can continue to see the world as and people is all different have you read um, Julie Stamm's book called Some Days? Mm -mm. Uh, it's awesome. It's a child's book. She's your age, I believe. She's from Brooklyn and she just moved to Colorado. She has a son who's six. And last year she came out with a book. It's called Some Days. We had her on the podcast and it, it's really cool. I think your sons are of a good age for it. She wrote it in honor of her son. She has a mess. And um, it's it's just really cool. I'm going to look for it. Yeah. So I think um, it's just neat how, like, for instance, uh, one of the things in the book is how when they're out and about in New York City or wherever, they play this game called Spot the Potty. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, because I know from my yeah. experience, I'm like, now hold on. Just wear the restrooms as long That's as I right. know where they are. I know. Well, yeah. it would match up good. It matched up good for me when my son was like two or three and like just potty training because we always had to be very aware of where a potty was. So it worked out for me for a long time. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. But anyway, Jody, do you have any questions? I do. Um, I find it so um encouraging what you're saying because i know so many of our members um go through the same thing that you do they feel like they're a burden they feel like perhaps they're like a bad mom like mm -hmm. and and that it's it's such a common feeling uh with ms and obviously any kind of chronic disease but you know whether it's obviously not by choice but so often, you know, we put celebrities kind of in a different ballpark and a, a different range, like, yeah. like couldn't possibly understand what it is we go through. And yet so many of the things that you're saying, so many of the things that you're living out are exactly what we do. And it just, it, it does, it feels like it's, it's um, 
leveling the playing ground, right? It's like Brooke was saying, like MS is no discriminator. And and to hear you talk about so many of the feelings that we have. And it's it's encouraging to hear about how you've how you've managed, you know, from wanting to be hidden and secret, because that's a huge thing in the MS community, right? We hide it as long as we can and we end up being a prisoner because we don't want find out and and feeling that freedom when you finally let it go and um it's so encouraging to hear your journey and just even how your your recent job how how they're so willing to accommodate you it's it's incredible and and I think again this this whole idea of being a burden so often we read about in the MS community is that they feel unworthy and that people won't make the effort to to go that extra mile for them so again it's 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 awesome to hear that you have people in your life that are willing to do that and I hope that for you know those that listen to the podcast with MS that they will realize too that they have a lot of worth and value that does not um, suddenly demean them or take away you know their worthiness of love and support so I, I just appreciate you being so honest and open about, about your experiences. Oh, well, thank you. And for everything that you said, it resonates with me too. I, 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 I think it had to be literally like shoved down my throat by my friends at one point being like, you are not a burden to us. Like you bring value when you come to the room, like we love you. And it's just, it took me a really long time to accept that and and realize that and i've been very fortunate to have like a great group of people around me but that's like not just because of what i do for a living or or the you know types of experiences i had that's accessible to anybody i think having also i think i can tend to like not want to talk about things with people because i don't think that they'll understand Um, I also don't want pity. I don't want it to feel like it's always the topic of conversation, but um, I mean, therapy, I went without it for a very long time is very important and necessary. I think, especially when you're dealing with something like this, but realizing my friends and I have like found a lot of commonality and just, just things we each struggle with. Like they may not have MS, but like just talking, it's just life. I mean, life is hard. Life is hard for everyone. There's, there's, there's good and bad and light and dark and hard and easy for everybody. And so if anything, I've found that being open and vulnerable creates a space for other people to be that as well. And um, it's just kind of like what life's all about is like connecting and, and it's really allowed me to connect with everybody in my life at a much deeper level. And for, that's one of the reasons that I'm like most grateful for it. I always say the gift of MS, the communication, the the community is the gift of MS. Yeah. It's something you're not expecting. You don't go into it thinking it'll ever happen. But all of a sudden you have these people from all over the world, especially now with social media. I mean, we all have friends from all over the world that we've never met in person, but I truly feel have become close allies and that's beautiful a, a support system that you know you can completely trust i'm going to switch this back for a second to okay. children how do you manage vacation vacationing mm-hmm. 
how do you manage vacationing with young yeah. children? Yeah. And having, like parks or zoos or yeah. wherever. How do you do it? Well, God, it's hard. It's yeah. really, really, really hard. And it's gotten like harder over the years. I mean, obviously like the pandemic over the past couple of years, we haven't vacationed much, yeah. but um, like if we go to a Disney Land or Disney World, I'll get a rat, like one of those little scooters because okay. it's just how I can like more be more comfortable around the park. And like, I don't yeah. have to slow anyone down and we're moving and hustling. My kids take turns sitting on my lap. They love it. Yeah. You know, that's what we do. Um, you know, like hotel wise, I, I like to, like, I used to be a lot easier when I had my stroller. Cause yeah. like my kids were in strollers, yeah. so I could push them around. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but now that I don't have that, like we just try to go to like smaller hotels, like these bigger resorts are just harder for me. I mean, we can get there and we do it. And I, I've had to have like the hard conversation with my husband a lot of time where he's like, you got this, Jamie, you could do it. We're helping you. And I'm, and I'll tell him like, but it's hard for me. And that's not a vacation for me. So yeah. we need to figure out a place, whether it's a more boutique hotel or a smaller thing, because I also want to have a vacation. I don't want to like grit my teeth and get through like the 20 minutes it took me to get to the pool. Then I'm in the where with the kids exhausted and then have to like, and it's hot and then like walk all the way back. Like that's not yeah, would we get home and we're like, that was a great time. And I'm like, yeah, but it was really hard for me. That's not worth it. So I hate one of the things that I mourn or I get really sad about there, or I just like ha pray that one day I'll be able to do though is like, as my kids get older, I really want to travel with them. And I really want to like take them to Europe and like go all over the world. And, you know, the thought that I wouldn't be able to do that or do that in the way that I want to makes me really sad. Like those are, there's like things that you just think about. They're like, oh, I really wish I could have this experience that I might, I really might not be able to have. Right. But you might not be able to have it in the way you wish you could have it. You of can course. It you can, you can do it differently. For sure. We see that so much. And the more people I follow, who are doing exactly that. They're traveling all over the world. I need to follow those people though. I am telling you, uh, there, there's a woman in particular that I follow. I'll look it up and I'll send it to you. Um, I'll DM it to you. Okay, <laughs> perfect. I will read it now, I promise. I won't um, miss it. But she, she's raised her kids, uh, you know, having a scooter, using a scooter for everything and everywhere. And she goes to these fabulous places and, you know, shoots pictures of her with her scooter or standing by her scooter and she's living large. And I'm yeah. like, I want to be you. Yeah. <laughs> like, Great. So it can be done. It's just, like I said, it, it, it has to be done differently. Yeah. It is what it is. You want to sit it back is. and do who it about the fact that you can't do it the way that we did it when we were, you know, 15. Um, but it is yeah. what it is. Yep. So now let's get down to the, the good stuff. You had, um, you, you're in talks with Trevor. Yes. Jim, tell me what you think so far. So, I mean, I was blown away. You know, you think you've lived with something for 21 years and you understand it and you get it and you, you know why and the whys and the how, and you you know your body better than anyone. And, we sat on this Zoom and all I told him 
was what I live with, what I struggle with, how I have to compensate this and that. And he was like, oh yeah, it's this, 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 and this. And you know, when something resonates as the truth, like you feel it in your whole body. And I was like, oh my God, I feel like I have been given the handbook of information I have been waiting for. I told him, I was like, I have so much hope about what we can do together. He sat and had me do these, like, we've realized so much of my issues are in my diaphragm, which is causing me to have no access to my psoas and then my back and then my making my balance because I don't have vision issues, but I actually do because my proprioception is affected, which is making me feel like I can't do the movement because I don't know where I am in space. It's not my weakness. It's not my strength. It's that. And I'm like mind blown because here I am like sweating it through physical therapy and in the gym and this trying to get my legs stronger when it has nothing to do with my leg strength. It's all my brain. He had me do this deep breath thing. And next thing I know, it was like lifting my leg higher. And that was like two minutes. So I am so blown away by his passion, his knowledge. Um, I'm so excited for like this journey with him and what's to come with MS Gym. Again, like you think like 21 years, like you, you know it all. And I just feel like I've known nothing and I'm just starting and I'm so encouraged. And I'm, I'm just excited. Like I have, I have realistic goals and then I have unrealistic goals and I have no doubt that we'll fall somewhere in between them, you know? And I think that he's, he has this like infectious, like energy, but that's like really genuine. Yeah. And he cares. He's, he's always like that. I can feel that. And this, the, the passion, he reminds me of my neurologist in a way where like, he pay he cares so much and i think when people have like intentionality and compassion and and like that level of care behind anything like the sky's the limit so i feel so grateful that i'm like beginning this journey with him wonderful we're excited about that maybe at some point we'll have you back to see what you're we'll share it for sure for sure it's you're so right when you say, when you live with it for so long, you think, you know, every, you can take a quiz and get all the questions right about MS, you know, all the answers, but not really. Nope. Not really. Nope. All the underlying stuff you really don't know, but Trevor does. He does. He's devoted his life to it. Yeah. 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 So we're excited to have you as part of our MS gym family. Thank you. Uh, but um, Jody. Do you have any more questions uh, for Jamie before we let her go as our time is winding down? I am just curious about whether Jamie's adopted any kind of lifestyle with diet. I haven't, but I've tried them all. I think, though, I've never really gone into any of those like rigid, strict diet plans with the right mentality because I get like resentful that I'm like already having to deal with this and then like not eat anything I like or like you have to be like meal prep everything like it just felt really overwhelming and too much so I think that for me I just really try to be kind to myself I I'm health conscious I'm conscious about what I put in my body but I 
I, I hate the word, but it's truly where I live in moderation. Um, I make sure I get a lot of protein. I'm, I'm up. I'm making sure that I have vitamin D and my B's and my omegas. Um, but I'm not crazy about it. I I'm not obsessed with it. I'm not a slave to it, which is good or bad. I don't know, but it's what's working for me. It's what's allowing me to feel as normal as possible. It doesn't make me feel so restricted um, because I've like, for me, I just found that when I was living really restricted and then already and living in a body that's like rigid and restricting me, it just felt like I wasn't enjoying my life at all. Um, so that being said, like if somebody tells me like, Jamie, this is bad for you or Jamie, this is good for you. I will try to eliminate it or try to incorporate it. But I don't, I, I, I see the miracles that happen for some people, but for me, I've just haven't found anything particularly that's like worked in that way, or it's worked into my life. Maybe that could change. I don't know, but for right now, no. Is there anything that you, is there like a particular kind of food that you eat and afterwards you you find that you're more lethargic or, or maybe your sure. symptoms flare a little more because of it or? I, I do well when I have a lot of protein. My body does well, like with a lot of protein, like I, I do eat a lot of like red meat, um, eggs, it's just, I do well with a lot of protein. Like my, my body looks better. It feels better. Sugar is the enemy. Sugar is what I love the most. I get it. Um, I also try to get, I've gotten way better at my water intake. I used to, because of bladder issues, like really restrict my water, which is obviously counterintuitive, but we all do it. We all do it. But then again, I still have incontinence when I'm not drinking water. So I realized it like doesn't even matter. Right. It's more important because then when I'm dehydrated, I'm more rigid, I get more crampy. So like it's you, you know, that whole ride yeah. that you go on. Yeah. So I really try to drink more water and I've gotten way better at that. Um, and, you know, I just have to be careful of like stimulants, like too much coffee, like anything like that. It just, it just, it like anything that like ramps my body up is just not yeah. good for me. I need to be as calm as possible. Cannabis helps me a lot with my spasticity at night. Like for me, where I can kind of like let go of my body in the day that has, that has been given me a lot of relief. In what form do you take it? So I don't really like edibles because I feel like you never really like you never know when it's going to hit you. It's hard to like dose more. I just do flour. I'll take like one small hit of a joint a night. And that's like all I need. And it just kind of like relaxes my body. I sleep a lot better. Again, this is just for me. I've found that, you know, I don't drink alcohol. I never have. It's It allows me to sort of release my day. All of like, you know, my shoulders are up to here by the end of the day. It just kind of allows me to kind of take my reprieve and then my my legs are much less spastic at the end of the day cool cool all right well jamie we cannot thank you enough for coming on as my i said incre incredibly excited for you to have met trevor me too uh, the magic of of trevor mm -hmm. and uh, to be part of the ms gym family
And uh, we wish you all the best and much success. Thank you. Here. Thank and, you. Uh, thank you so, so much. My pleasure. So nice have to great, meet you. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye-bye. If you'd like to know more about the MS Gym, you can find them at themsgym.com, on Instagram, and on Facebook. If you'd like to know more about what I've been up to lately, you can find me on Instagram and at brookslick.com. We'll see you on the next episode.